Welcome to a bonus episode of Resting Glitchface. A Shadowrun actual play. This is Dorothy. I'm playing Binary. This is Maddie. I'm playing Collateral. This is Shannon, and I'm playing Eris. This is Sid, and I'm playing Jet. And I'm Eric, the Game Master. following content may not be suitable for all audiences. How we're starting this is... Joe, you are currently standing outside of J.M. Barnes Hospital across King's Highway, standing on the Force Park side of the hospital because with a mass casualty event that happened at the arena, you were allowed into the triage area. They've kind of set the front up as a drive-through triage. They weren't going to allow you deeper into the hospital. I picture Claude's there too. You mean like standing out there with her? I'm assuming only family members are allowed in the hospital. The way it would work is, Joe, you went in, they're like, you're fine, you need to go. You can't stay here, so you go across the street. Claude, his limo is right there. You're welcome to sit in there with him, but if you're a little bit keyed up or whatever, he's like, get the hell out of my car. So, you know, you just stand in there. After a few moments, you see people are starting to filter out as they either have been treated or whatnot. Eris, you went in because... Azalea was taken into the emergency room and you get to a certain point where they're like, nope, no families beyond this point, not even blood relations because it is such chaos here and you hear people freaking out. They don't know what exactly happened and anytime there's something like this where they don't know if it's gang related or what, they try and separate the parties between the different hospitals. Some people came here, Azalea came here, but they're not entirely certain who's with who, and they don't want any other incidents. So they're like, no, she's stable. She's not doing some last right stuff. So you need to go too. So at this point, Joe, you're standing across the street and it's raining a little bit. As you see, like people are starting to filter out of makeshift mass triage and you see Eris now walking out. They told you that your sister is stable, but that is all that they've told you. I kind of walk out, scratching the back of my head, stressed out, just like nervous movement. Then I spot Joe and I head over to her. Oh, Joe books it, like full on runs over to, to Bianca. Bianca starts running as well. So you, you meet in the middle of the street, in the middle of King's Highway, which is a, what, a five-lane road, and people, like, swerving. Bianca grabs Joe's hand and keeps crossing the street. Joe lets it happen. <laughs> How's Azalea doing? Um, she's stable. That's, that's all they really would tell me. But stable's good, right? She didn't look that bad, and she had my jacket, the protector, so stable's I mean, good. Stable's good. Stable is a lot better than, you know the alternatives 
Yeah. Uh, how are, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't look down, take stock of myself. I'm good. I don't think I got hurt. Uh, how are you? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. No, I just took a bottle to the head, but other than that, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Okay. What a day, huh? <sighs> I shouldn't have done this. This was, uh, you were right. It was a bad idea. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of good people got hurt. A lot of Cobras also died, so that's not, like, I'm not heartbroken about that. But I don't know that it did more good than harm. The profit's back, right? And that's good. Maybe. If any, the whole point of the fight was that Chloe was the only one that wanted to fight me. And I don't know that anyone will want to fight me after this. Well, you didn't start the fire. No. Joe, like, nervous laughs. I'm still, uh, oh, man, I, I'm still, like, running off of the adrenaline of everything. Claude actually kicked me out of the car because I kept tapping my foot and it shook the whole car. Yeah, he super can't stand when people shake the car. Leg wigglers, get out of here. Unless it's my dad. He's allowed to wiggle his legs. My mom, mm. Well, I think you've mentioned that your mom and Claude don't super get along very well. No, yeah, they don't. They're, it's fine. Did Eris tell her parents or did Claude tell you tell me. Bianca's parents? Yeah, I think Bianca would have probably called on the way to, to the hospital. So I don't know if they're here too or not. You haven't heard. Oh, God. I don't even know where my mom's at. Oh, Joe, she's going to grab both your hands. Don't freak out. That's a really good way to start a sentence. Yep. So just staying calm. Things are probably not as bad as they were where we were. Maureen's is gone. She was holding onto your hands, but she drops them and she tries to pull back. Eris, it's not funny. I'm not joking. Remember the message I got before your fight and I didn't want to stress you out? It was Cammy. Well, she where, told me not where, to tell you. Where's Cammy then? And Joe's already got her calm out and she's... I check my calm to see if I have anything else from Cammy. Nope. I don't have anything from her. Joe's calling. It goes to voicemail. Joe looks at Bianca, takes a step back. Why didn't she tell me? She told me not to. She was worried about your fight. I was worried about your fight. You were worried about your fight. I was the person least worried about my fight. Okay, also, this sorry. Is more important. Val is supposed to be there. Val was. I mean, Val was I, still with Cammy, right? She hadn't dropped her off yet. But do we know that? I think Cammy would have led with Val's gone instead of Maureen's is gone. Sorry, that was mean. I Val's got to be okay, right? That's not how Cammy would have responded if something was wrong with Val. I don't even know how Cammy would respond because Cammy never tells me anything. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go see if I can find Maureen. Do you want me to come with? Claude can give us a ride over there. Do you want to go there? Shouldn't you stay with your sister? Shouldn't you find your family? Shouldn't you? I mean, I was kicked out. There's not much I can do. It's either sit outside a hospital or, I don't know, go do something productive. Yeah, if if you want to come with and Claude is okay driving, 
I'm fine with that. I just have to see, I have to see it with my own eyes. I have to, I have to try, I, I have to find them. I've got to do something. Eris grabs your arm reassuringly and then squeezes it and then lets it go. And she's like, give me a second to talk to Claude. Then she gets in the front seat of the car. Claude looks over at you. He says, is your comm on? Yeah. And I hold it out. It's my burner Kong. Check your buffer. Oh, okay. I switch comms out. Message from your mom like three minutes ago. Where are you? All caps. I text her back real quick at the hospital. Where are you? You hit send and it's almost immediately returns. Same. Okay. Where? Then you have an incoming call from your mom. Okay, I answer it. Mom, are you in Azalea's room? They kicked me out. Does Azalea have a room yet? No, she does not have a room yet. Where are you? I'm in the car with Claude. They kicked me out of the hospital. Hold on a second. You hear her not talking to you. They kicked her out? Why would they kick her out? And then you hear your dad's voice go, hold on a second. She says, no, you call him. How much money have we given this fucking hospital? Isn't this also the hospital my dad works at? Yes. I don't care. You're on the board. She should be right here with us. They shouldn't have kicked her out. Did you tell them who you were? Yeah, mom, they they knew who I was. They knew I was Azalea's sister. There is kind of a huge event and they're kind of busy right now. Do we need to get her transferred? We could take her west. We can take her to St. Luke's. Mom, you're doing that thing again where you blow everything out of proportion. Oh, I'm sorry. How should I react when I find out that my baby girl is laid up in the hospital? Not by trying to get her to go to a different hospital when she's already at the best hospital in town. You see, this is what mothers are supposed to do when their daughters are injured and in the hospital. So I suggest that have Claude come around this way to this entrance. Mom, I'll, I'll just walk. Claude doesn't need to drive me across the street. No, you stay right where you are. What? What? Why? I don't have time for this right now. Oh, my God. Okay. I'll see you in a second, Mom. Disconnected. Claude just staring straight ahead, like doesn't even want to look at you for a second. And he just goes, so. I give him the look. The, you fucking know. Look, like, right. come on, commiserate with me, buddy. You know, that look that you give your sibling whenever you just got yelled at. He says, I'm already on thin ice. So I kind of got to do what she says. Hang on, just Claude, after you're done driving me 20 feet away, Mm -hmm. would you take Joe somewhere? Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you had time or if- The fuck am I doing? I'm just sitting here. I don't know if Momzilla was on your ass too. You do realize I was supposed to be off tonight, right? Oh shit, Claude, really? Uh, yeah. We were supposed to be there before first pitch. Damn it, Claude. Never mind. I'll get a go-go for- No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's just, now I'm never going to hear the end of it. I'm sorry. Wait, did you have a date? Yeah, I left her there at the ballgame because I got a notification that there was shit going down at that arena. He gave me a ride in the arena. Mm -hmm. And he left and then he came back. Man, I'm sorry, Claude. It's all right. You want me to like send her flowers or something? No, I got it. And then I tell him to hang on a second and I get out of the car. Apparently, my mom has different ideas than I do, but Claude will drive you to Maureen's. That way you'll at least stay safe. 
if there's anything to be worried about. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'll just, I'll, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and go. Are you sure you're going to be okay? I think out of all of us, we all know that I am the person that needs to be worried about the least. Bianca gives you a hug. Joe gives, not like, you know, her typical big bear hug. She just lightly puts her arms around your waist. You know how whenever you can tell something's wrong, like kind of go in and you're like just trying to give all your good energy through the hug to the other person. Bianca does that. Oh, I'm really sorry. I can't go with you. It's a, it, it's fine. You, you've got to take care of your family. I've got to be imprisoned by my family. You mean? Well, at least you've got one. And Joe oh kisses Bianca on the head and leaves. Okay, and she just walks off into the night, no stopping her. I'm guessing. Yeah. Bianca gets in the front seat again, which is more unorthodox. Because it's not just to talk to Claude this time, it's to actually drive. I guess you won't need to take Joe anywhere. He's not looking at you. You know he doesn't need to, but he has the rearview mirror. Mostly it's just for show because he's got cams all over the mm-hmm. you know external and internal. He's looking up like he's looking at the rearview mirror. And he looks over at you and he goes, you're fucking up, kiddo. I know. What am I supposed to do, though? All right. He looks back at the rearview mirror and looks back at you and goes... That's on you. All right, so are you taking a go-go or are you just walking? Because it's not, well, it is, that's kind of far. Joe has a lot of energy to burn off. She's still got a lot of adrenaline going. So I think she's going to jog the whole way there. And I want to remind everyone that she almost is at the highest physical level that a a being can be. So it's like Olympic jogging. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right, so. I mean, she is a professional athlete, so. Yeah. You jog to Maureen's, and it takes you a little bit of time. It's not, if you're going to run, it's not going to take that long. So you get there, mm-hmm. and as you turn the corner, because you go down Del Mar for a bit and then turn, I guess, on like Skinker or whatever it is, and then you smell smoke. You can, you know, you can see that the police have cordoned off a certain area of the street. And as you're like approaching, you can see that there's actually a uh, Lone Star patrol car there. And there's like a, a uniformed officer and then there's appears to be like a plainclothes cop talking to them as as you're coming up. They both like look at you, but they're not like going to arrest you or anything. Give you, they don't even really look at you weirdly. It's just kind of looking over like, oh, a jogger in mm-hmm. like regular clothes and not like jogging clothes. So, uh, yeah, Joe's going to go up. My, my family was in there. Have they found anyone who did this? The uniformed officer kind of looks at you like, what? And then the plainclothes cop, uh, she says, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say that your family was in there? Do you have any uh, any identification, anything like that? If you are legitimate, then uh, I could probably help you a little bit. But first, I need you to take a few breaths. Joe uh, straightens herself. Um, this, was, uh, this was Maureen Tyre's house. And there should have also been... Um, there was a woman staying with her, Mrs. Boggs. And I, I think that, 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 that Val Watts uh, might have been in there. Um, and maybe Cammy Masters. I don't know. As soon as you start rattling off names, she looks over at the officer, and the, the uniformed officer, and said, says, okay, okay. And then she puts her hand out and she says, okay, we should probably get you uh, 
a little bit more comfortable, we're going to have to take you over to the station, at least to answer a few questions. You're not under suspicion or anything like that, but why don't you come with us? What happened? We're not exactly certain, but it looks like it was probably a gas leak. That, 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 that doesn't make sense. That Maureen always kept the house in really good shape. There's no way that, that she would just let that, that happen. You can tell that she's not just sizing, you know, it's like she's looking at you, looking at you, but one of her eyes is a little bit wider than the other. And you get the impression that she's either recording you or observing you like any matrix presence, maybe even to the point of hacking into your comm. I'm I'm sorry. I can't, I can't go right now. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. If, if you need to reach me, my, my, my name's Joe LeBlanc. I, I swear you'll be able to find me. And she stumbles away and she starts crying a little bit as you're leaving that you hear the uniformed officer say did she just say leblanc and then the the detective says oh yeah she did so where does joe go now she probably goes down the street and uh turns down an alleyway about halfway down the alley where it, it gets kind of you know dark she leans up against a building and kind of like slumps down and is like sitting on the ground with her head in her hands. And about that time, your calm dings. You have a text message. Oh, I look at that immediately. It's from Pierre. I hope everything went well. And then like, in like two boxing gloves. She leaves it on red. Okay. And she tries calling a uh, cami again. Voicemail. She starts sending a bunch of angry text messages. Cami. Send. Where the fuck are you? Send. This isn't fucking funny. Send. Where the fuck? Where the fuck are you? Send. What the fuck happened at Maureen's house? Send. Cammy, this is unfair. Send. You can't just leave me out like this. Send. Why do you always fucking do this? Send. Where did you take Val? Send. Still no responses to none of it. The the camera can fade to black here because Joe will just sit there until someone tries to move her or fuck with her. And then they probably won't do anything after that ever again. I think at one point you do get a text message from Bianca asking how things are. I leave Bianca on red. So we're going to bump a little time waking up in the Jennings house. Next day she'd be in the Jennings house. Um, I don't even think she made it to her bed though i think she probably just collapsed on the couch and was texting cammy and val val's text messages are a lot more sweet you would i guess fall in like face first onto the couch or something like that yeah so you're awakened by someone is rubbing your back but not like you know not, not creepily rubbing your back but more of like uh, are you okay kind of hey What's going on? And then you hear a deep female voice go, baby, you need to get up and take a shower because you funky. Oh, Candy, so much. Oh, Candy, is that you? I take it your uh, your thing went well because you look like hell. And what's that all over your... Is that blood on your hands, dear? Whose blood yeah, is this? It, oh, it's the other guys. What other Or the other five guys. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't want to know. But, yeah, you look like you swam through a river of shit. So how about... Uh, how about you get up and uh, I'll make you some breakfast. How about that? Oh, okay. And then so when you when you get up to you know go into the bathroom, that's when you see that Mary's standing there. She's uh, she's by the door 
and she looks a little confused. Hey, Mary. Oh, hi, Joe. You look like you are hurting. Are you hurting? My heart's hurting, Mary. I'm sorry. Hey, you, you're good at knowing, like, a disturbing amount of information about all of us. Do you know where Val or Cammy are? No, I don't. Okay. Well, thanks anyway, I guess. If I, I can look, though. I can, I can maybe help. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it. If any, anything at all that you can find, they just vanished, and I don't know where they are, and nobody told me. And I don't even know what is going on with Val because she just passed out yesterday and I don't, I'm worried about her. I'm worried about Cammie too, but Cammie's pissing me off. Did she do something bad? She won't answer any of my calls or texts. Is that bad? It, it is. I, I'm worried about them. Mary, you know how you had that sister in a box that you sent to yourself? Mm-hmm. Val and Cammie are... They're like my sisters, and they're the the they're the only family that I have. I mean, Maureen is really good too. Maureen was like that weird aunt that that always took care of me uh, when I was too drunk. But I I don't have anyone else in a, any way that really matters. Like I, Bianca's really good, and I I think that we could get to that point where maybe we were like family, but we're not there yet. And Mary, I don't know why the fuck I'm telling you this, but I have never felt so alone in my life. Her expression has not changed, even though you're on the brink of, of like tears and whatnot. And she's just just stone faced. I know what it's like to miss your sisters. And I think you'll see them again. And now I think I'm going to go and try and find Val. I know that we don't always get along very well, but I would appreciate it if you could give me any any information that you find. Um, okay. Thanks, kid. And she gives her a pat on the head as she goes to the shower. And then when you come walking out of the shower, you smell food. Candy is finishing up, making breakfast, and you don't see Mary anywhere. Hey, Candy, do you know where Mary went? I sent her with my boys back to my place. She doesn't need to be over here right now. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's fair. Thanks for making me breakfast. You're welcome. And she looks at the door and she looks back at you and she says, I don't know much, but I don't think that little girl can handle some of the things that you were talking about. She acts like she understands stuff, but I don't really think that she does. No, but that wasn't fair. I have no doubt she's probably going to try and help you out, but do you think maybe... Either they're not responding for a reason or they can't, right? And if they can't, they well, can't. But if they're not responding for a reason, why would they do that? I don't know. Cammie, she's done this before. I mean, not this specifically, but she went away. And um, I don't know. We didn't see her for a long time. I don't know. She didn't really reach out to me. It's not like we stayed in touch, really, when she was gone. Um, I don't I know. I don't know. It's... I'm... I'm being childish right now. It, I know that I am. I know that people are allowed to do things and live their lives, and I can't stop them from doing whatever it is that they're going to do. But I don't know. I, I wish that maybe once, like just once, that someone would live their life and, I don't know, choose to have me in it or to not like just fucking leave. 
that'd be really cool. That'd be awesome. And I'm sorry, this isn't fair for you either. Um, so I guess I'll just uh, take that breakfast to go. She sets the plate down in front of you and it's like stacked pancakes and biscuits and gravy. And I mean, you didn't even see her walking with bags. But she apparently had a bunch of uh, grocery bags with her because she's got a full spread. She, she had actually uh, filled your your whole kitchen with food, right? Whenever you guys were gone, right? But <laughs> just she's, so she'd be able to feed the whole throng whenever. She has like a the silverware in her hand, and she just all she does is she just grabs you and she hugs you, and it's like she's hard as a rock because her arms are like she's she's jacked, you know. But she just kind of relaxes so that way she doesn't like crush you against her her iron physique so she just totally relaxes and just kind of smooshes you into her you're hugging a bodybuilder right oh that's maddie's dream (laughs) (laughs) and she just holds you until you are ready to let go and when you finally do you hear the screen door go and you see payload walk in and he goes i smell breakfast and she's like none for you you lazy fucker this is for Joe. And he's like, mm-hmm. He sits down, looks over at you. Says, you look like hell, girl. I feel like hell. And he's just starting, he's like eating some of the bacon. Where's everybody at? I wish I knew. Mm. Um, at the earliest possible chance that Bianca can get away mm-hmm. from her family, she does. <laughs> okay. He takes a bite uh, of the bacon. He kind of reaches over, like, not off of your plate, but definitely, like, close to it. And he's starting to, like, pile up his own plate and uh, then he looks up at you and he's like well it's a damn shame your friends aren't around i got so much work i love it the only time we can get fucking shut is when we're obviously not out for business well payload um can't do much without my crew but if you i don't know if you have any shitbag gang members that need off let me know well there's always shitbag gang members just depends on what side you're on. I'll do it for free if it's a cobra. <laughs> well, I don't think we have to worry about those guys anymore. Uh, haven't you heard? I heard what? They're fragging gone. I mean, like, the whole crew. Really? That fire that happened uh, last night at the Dogtown Arena? hmm Yeah, that pretty much sealed the deal. Those that didn't go to the fight, maybe they had corners to hustle or whatever. They're gone, too. It was pretty coordinated. Really? Yeah, yeah. Lone Star is just beside themselves. One of St. Louis's largest single night murder sprees ever. He pops a whole biscuit in his mouth. and He's like, great time to be alive, huh? Loving it. Somebody had it out for those fuckers. They wouldn't be getting any uh, sympathy for me. And he's like licking his lips. and He's like, oh, yeah, yeah they may not be getting it from you, at least uh, those who were uh, affiliated with him, you know, loosely or whatnot. But uh some of the others are using it as a getting some sympathy. Candy says, oh, especially that Combs fucker. That shady son of a bitch. Oh, fuck Combs. Payload takes a bite of some ham and he looks at you. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's already all over the news saying it was uh, elven extremists and shit. You don't watch the morning hoop? Absolutely not. That dreck. Oh, yeah, it's all over that, too. I think He did an exclusive uh, interview with them this morning. Fucker's throwing his hat in for mayor, and he's probably going to win because, you know, people are stupid. Oh. Takes another bite. He's like, uh, hey, if your crew's MIA or, you know, on vacation or something like that, got plenty of solo work. Uh, if you're willing to work with other crews, I can always use some more muscle. I might take you up on that. I probably need 
some distractions right now. Yeah, I got more work than I got able people to do it. Well, just let me know. Tell me when and where. Candy walks up behind him and smacks him on the back of the head like really hard. Enough of that shit. She's here to relax. She had a rough night. And he's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he looks over at you, Joe, and says, I'm sorry. My mind always turns to business, you know. I got to make that money. I get it. Got to chase the cred. And right about that time is when Bianca walks in the front door. Bianca knocks on the front door. Knocks on the front door. Candy says, uh, if it's Universal Brotherhood, I'll chase him off. Please. I don't want to deal with it right now. I don't think that Bianca has met or knows about Candy yet. Door opens this very large troll woman standing there in an apron. She says, what you want? Oh, uh, I might have the wrong house and I like double check. Yeah, we don't want any. I uh, And like uh, uh, Bianca came and she's like holding a gift. How are you dressed? Uh, she's still in her, her normal suit. Okay. She, outfit. She hasn't started the mom nitpicking dress code yet. You bill collector? No. What? No, no. Uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I was just—I was looking for my girlfriend. I thought this was her address, but I—I'm d- d- sorry. I don't think it is. And like, I start turning <laughs> to go. Joe, you can hear Bianca's voice. It's not that big of a house. Oh, Candy, Candy. That's that's Bianca. She can come in. And then her the entire—it's like a, a, a switch was flipped, and she's like, "Oh, baby, I'm sorry. Come on in. Come on in." Come on in. And she like grabs you like on your shoulder and like damn near picks you up to bring you into the house. I mean, Bianca's very small. So come on, come on, come on in, baby. Come on in. It's yeah. Are you are you hungry? Got plenty of food. If my lazy ass brother hasn't eaten all of it. She has like a bag of like fast food that she got for Joe. (laughs) You know, my new burger order. Oh, uh, and like kind of hides it behind her back and like tries to discreetly look for a trash can to throw it away. <laughs> it's in the kitchen where everybody else is. So like she like kind of makes her way over there and like, you know, covertly drops it. All right. And then I'm gonna roll I would notice. like to remind you, I would like to remind you that stealth is her highest stat. <laughs> so it sounds like a roll off between stat- stealth and notice. Wow. You were right, Eric. This is happening. It's a good thing I got my dice. Bring your dice. I don't remember what her stealth is. I remember I have six agility and summon stealth. I guess charisma shit's her highest stat, but it's her highest other thing. I think I had four dice. And I get to re-roll two. That's four successes and two lost dice forever. I also got four successes. Damn! Wait, tie goes to me! You sit down and... uh, Uh, or you're standing, and you see this, there's a, a... No, no, yeah, I'm absolutely standing awkwardly. Yeah, and like, so th- so this uh, this troll woman walks in, and she's like, goes over to the stove, and she starts putting more stuff together to start making more food. And then there's this troll man sitting at the table. He's like filling up one side of the entire we, table. I know Payload. Yeah, so you, yeah, so Payload's sitting there. You've not met Candy. So, and then he, he looks over at you, and he, and he looks back at Joe. Oh, I didn't know you two were a thing. Cool. You had breakfast yet? Uh, no. Eris absolutely did, but you can't say no to this sort of hospitality. It's not allowed. And so... Candy starts, she puts a plate in front of you and it is, again, stacked with food. Oh my God. It's so much more than... Even if she hadn't eaten, it's more than she could... Joe's like shoveling food into her mouth. Candy's a great cook. 
I try. Payload says, you think she's good? You should have seen our ma. She doesn't get mad or anything. She's just like, mm-hmm. And then uh, she gra- she grabs uh, Payload by the like the back of the jacket because he's got his chief's jacket on. And he, she grabs him and is like, come on, we need to go outside. Let these two uh, have a talk. Well, wait a minute. He's like grabbing his plate and taking it with. The whole time that Candy and Payload were having their whole thing, like Bianca just like kept on like looking at Joe and trying to like assess Joe. Joe looks very tired. She slides over. I'm trying to think of what a good intentioned but actually probably bad gift would be for Joe. At first I was thinking like it's a good intention and it's a good gift, but it's probably like just like way too much. And that's what makes it a bad gift. They have like these ridiculous expensive anime figurines. Yes, because I've looked at them. I've considered buying one. Yes. So like not just one of those, but one of those that's like a collector, like an old one that's not made anymore. Yeah. So she had obviously gone online last night and like had done a nondescript matrix search for like Joe's favorite anime. Oh, hold on. Are you sure that you didn't get like one of those statues of like child Naruto Uzumaki alone on the swing? No, that would be so bad. Yeah. Okay. So like Naruto is still a big property but like all this stuff from because you know it's naruto and then naruto shippuden and then baruto and then baruto shippuden which is still running which we've already established and so she got you this figurine from the original naruto which they don't make anymore it's like a collector's item but it's it's naruto alone on the swing yeah joe looks at it and she (laughs) She's just kind of like incredibly blank faced. She looks more tired now. Joe is stuck between being like genuinely grateful and like ecstatic because like, wow, this is a collector's edition. There's this is like something that there's no way that I'd ever be able to afford. And this is also one of my favorite animes and one of my favorite characters. But also, I know you really like the the show and this seemed like a, you know, a lot of people really wanted this. It was kind of hard to get, but I thought that you would like it because you really like the the show. I thought it was kind of cute that he's playing on the swing. Just just continues to stare at it for a couple of minutes, and there are like tears welling up in her eyes, and she gleams over and kisses Bianca on the head. So thank, 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 thank you. Are and you- then like rubs her eyes with her sleeve. So you haven't heard from Val or Cami? No. Joe checks her calm. You have a good morning message from Bianca that Aww. went unread and un- unanswered. Oof. There's like uh, 600 messages that were sent to Cammy and like 800 that were sent to Val. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't heard anything back yet. I don't at this. I don't. Candy says that they might not be able to. And I mean, Val might still be um, out. I hope that she's just out, uh, but who knows? Uh, so, how was your morning? How was how was it with your mom? I'd kind of like to not wallow in my own feelings for like a minute. As you're now talking to Joe, you do realize that she has some bruises and cuts that she didn't have last night. Um. So Bianca will just kind of like 
you know, study Joe a little bit more because that's pretty much what she's been doing the entire time. Like her eyes have been on Joe since she walked in the room, just like kind of gauging and assessing and minor ogling, but like it's because you've got to, right? She's like, oh, my my mom's kind of awful and Azalea is her favorite and Azalea is hurt. And so she's even more awful than usual. Azalea is doing better. She's awake now. She's irritated that she's in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame her. While Joe's talking, Bianca kind of goes to like touch one of the new bruises. And Joe kind of like dips her head away. She doesn't swat your hand, but she does kind of like bring her hand up and grab Bianca's hand and like hold it on the table. Sorry. Not a big deal. Do you have a first aid kit? I could fix it up. I don't know if we still have a first aid kit. Plot point <laughs> to have have a first aid kit as part of my shadow running gear. Okay. Bianca starts patching Joe up at this point. Yeah, so did you hear? Um, no more cobras. They were all there? No. Apparently it was very organized, what uh, Halo was telling me. Interesting. I wonder if that was more an attack on the cobras than it was a trap set by the cobras. Sounds like you were right. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm glad that we don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, but I mean, downside is that it seems like Combs is a shoe-in for office now. Can't stand that fucking guy. Yeah, fuck him. He's a racist asshole. Given half the chance, I would smush him. I'd crush him like a toothpick. As Bianca's patching you up, and we're kind of like chit-chatting about whatever, I think that Bianca will go into like full distraction mode. Because like you said, you wanted a distraction. So like after we catch up, I think she's going to just like start telling you stories, like just like stuff about her life. Like she'll tell you about the time that the class prank that she and Ari did. It was some livestock in the school and like just like, you know, kind of like telling you different like little stories sort of in that vein. Joe listens pretty attentively, but doesn't talk as much as she usually does. Yeah, and I think Bianca kind of, like, gets it and knows that that was what was happening. Like, she's ready. Like, you know, she's on and she's ready to just monologue at Joe because that's what Joe needs sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And as that's going on, Joe, your comm goes off incoming call Liliana and then it disconnects. Uh, I'm sorry. No, uh, it was Liliana, but maybe maybe she knows something about what's going on. And then Im- um, immediately text message, sorry, butt dial. Never mind, she butt dialed me. There really is no butt dial anymore, but oh. yeah, th- but that's what she says. Uh, Joe is going to send Liliana a text that says, you know where your sister's at? Nope. Maybe you should, I don't know, do some digging because she's disappeared and she's not answering me. Maybe she'll listen to you. Or maybe you can use one of your crazy mercenary contacts to track her down. I don't know. But I think she's got Val, too. So No response. And then she just sends, cool, K, thanks. No response. You, you know, I have some friends. If Liliana doesn't know anything, I have some friends that could maybe do some digging. Yeah. I, yeah, that'd be great. I, I 
Val has always been there to do all the the thinking for me, uh, not for me, but you know, do all the brain work. Um, and I don't, I don't know what to do right now because I don't know what to do, and she's not here. Yeah, I, I can. I mean, Tail Gunner's a bit of a drug addict, but he's good at what he does. He's a good decker. I could see if maybe he can find footage from what happened. Yeah, that no, that'd be great. Or just locate them. Wait, where's oh. Mary? Doesn't she usually know where everyone is all the time? Yeah, um, Mary's with Candy's kids. I already talked to her today. Um, I forget sometimes that Mary is a kid because Mary doesn't act like a kid. Um, or at least Mary has the mentality of a kid. I don't know. It's really weird. You you know though. Yeah, um, she's weird situation. I think that I, I I don't know. I kind of unloaded on her and then Candy kind of I mean Candy doesn't know that Mary is something else entirely. Um Yeah, she's not uh metahuman anymore. But I mean it still probably wasn't fair of me to put all that on her, but I did ask if she would look for them, so well, the more eyes we have out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, awkward, awkward uh, punch to the shoulder. I just, uh, I don't know what to do. Candy helped. Candy listened too. But have you ever just felt like so perfectly fucking alone? Like, I know that you're here and that's Bianca that's awesome. cuts you off and just gives you a big hug. It's a much more like tender hug than their hug last night. Yeah, and Bianca is just like kind of hugging you and like rubbing your back and maybe like stroking your hair and just like exuding comfort. And Joe's kind of like crying a little bit again. It's okay to cry. It's all right. I got you. They have been my family for so long. And I mean, I never really, I never really forgave Cammy for leaving, even though it wasn't her fault. And that's not fair. And that's on me. But when we were kids, um, when the night that the night that Cammy left, uh, and I chased after her, Val came out and got me in, from the streets uh, where I was just I don't know dumbstruck. And she said that uh, I asked her if she if she'd leave too, and she said never ever. Um, and like I know that's something really stupid to hold on to. I just I want to know why, um, even if they don't do it on purpose why everyone important to me has to leave or like they they choose to leave i want to know why i'm not why i'm not a good choice you know they didn't make this choice especially val she didn't make this choice i'm sure she'll she'll come back they'll they'll come back they're not leaving you joe it just feels like everyone leaves like anyone that that I get close to or I feel close to leaves. I'm not going to ask you not to leave because that's, again, that's not fair. Uh, and I know it's not fair and I don't want to be that person, but that's just like how it's always been. Pierre, like he fucking dropped me and said, oh, I'll be back. And I waited and waited and waited and he never came back. And all the other kids told me that I was, well, except for Val, all the other kids told me that I was stupid 
were waiting for him. And I, I fully fucking believed that he would come back. And so now every time someone leaves, it, I don't know, it hurts just like that. Just like the young me waiting in the orphanage on the playground by myself, looking at the street, waiting for that car to come back. I think Bianca knows because she's good at charismatic things. <laughs> she knows that now is probably not the best time to say anything. And so she just hugs you some more. And once like, you know, reaches its natural end, both the hug and the crying, Bianca kind of backs up. You know, Pierre's back now. Like, couldn't you talk to him about some of this? <sighs> I mean, I've... We've had, we had a really like fine subpar lunch one time and we talked about it a little bit. I don't know. It's why did he wait so long? Why is he back now? He gave me this ring that apparently belonged to my mom, but like, I don't know. He didn't tell me anything about her. I just want to know why he's keeping so many secrets. I don't, I don't feel like I can trust him. No, no offense, honey, but nothing about anything he's done is not weird like everything he's done is weird yeah i don't know i don't even know if he is who he says he is you don't think he's your dad i don't it's it's really hard to remember because i remember the name pierre and i mean my name's leblanc so i would assume you know pierre leblanc but whenever i try to imagine like what what he looked like i can't when did you go to the orphanage uh when i was about five or six it's not like i get to bring any pictures of my parents i don't even know what my mom looks like anymore yeah i don't know well um while you have a tail gunner looking in to where val and cammy are you think you'd be okay looking into pierre uh yeah i can ask him i was also gonna ask him about some of the mission stuff that we kind of blew off as well so yeah are you sure you want that looked into what would you do if he wasn't your dad i'd kill him Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Resting Glitchface, an openly gamer theater production. Opening theme music by Synthesk. Closing theme music by Superboink. Shadowrun is property of Catalyst Game Labs. Openly Gamer Theater is property of Side Tangent Productions.